0: negotiations for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in Gaza have ended without a breakthrough as calls grow for Israel to pull back from a planned ground assault on Rafah, now home to over a million displaced Palestinians. International voices have united in warning Israel to pull back. President Joe Biden warned Israel that civilians must be protected. UK Foreign Secretary David Cameron telling Israel stop and think seriously before attacking Rafa. Here, Taoiseach Leah Varadkar said, Israel has become blinded by rage, while an enterprise minister, Simon Coveney, said it's behaving like a rogue state. About 1.5 million people are crammed into this small border town amid fears now of this imminent Israeli offensive. Let's hear what Democratic Senator Chris Van Hollen had to say during the US debate on the Biden 95 billion security funding package. And President, yesterday I began to hear reports of people who have actually starved to death, in Gaza. So earlier today, I asked the head of the World Food Program, former American Ambassador Cindy McCain, about these reports. She wrote back, and I quote, this is true. We are unable to get in enough food to keep people from the brink. Famine is imminent. I wish I had better news, end quote. Kids in Gaza are now dying from the deliberate withholding of food. That is a war crime. And we can talk now to Greg Carlstrom, who's Middle East correspondent for The Economist. And Greg, good morning. And let's pick up uh, from what uh, the Senator Chris Van Hollen was saying there. And, you know, with the scale of this international pressure now on Israel and on Benjamin Netanyahu, will he withstand that pressure and move ahead with his, his planned ground invasion on Rafa?
1: I think he has withstood all sorts of international pressure over the past four, four and a half months. Uh, If you look at the list of things that the Americans in particular have asked Prime Minister Netanyahu to do, things like committing to the creation of a Palestinian state or committing to allow the Palestinian authority uh, to go back to Gaza after the war and, and to exert control in Gaza, Uh, He's refused to do those things, and even on the very clear American demand that he rule out uh, re-establishing Israeli settlements in the Gaza Strip, he hasn't decisively ruled that out in his public statement. So I think as long as the Americans are not prepared to really use the leverage that they have over the Israeli government, things like perhaps withholding arms sales or military aid, uh, Netanyahu is going to continue ignoring many of their demands.
0: And that already suggested, of course, that that's what they need to do. And wasn't that the uh, the EU Foreign Secretary, uh, uh, Foreign um, Secretary um, Borrell, who suggested that, stop sending arms to Israel?
1: He did. He was very clear about that uh, in comments yesterday, telling the US administration if you think too many people are dying in Gaza, which the Americans have said in, in public statements, then Borrell said stop sending them weapons. But That is something that time and again the White House and the State Department uh, have refused to do. And and the passage of this uh, aid bill uh, in in the Senate uh, earlier this week, I think, makes clear that quite the opposite. America is going to continue sending arms and aid.
0: How is that aid bill being viewed in the Middle East? It's not getting
1: as much attention as you would expect, perhaps because at this point, after four, four and a half months of ironclad American support for Israel, uh, I think no one is particularly surprised that the Biden administration is continuing that support and, and continuing to send aid.
0: Greg, to, to stay with a, a possible ground offensive by, by Israel, Netanyahu has said there would be a, a plan. An evacuation plan. Uh, has anyone seen that? Has anyone uh, heard of any further detail on how that plan could be executed? Because the UN uh, would not be a participant, I think it's clear, in helping to, to to implement that plan.
1: There isn't a formal plan that anyone has seen, but there have been discussions between uh, the Israeli government and the Egyptian government, which obviously uh, Egypt borders Rafah. And so the Egyptians are very concerned about a possible offensive there. Uh, And the Israelis have talked with the Americans and other Arab states. And the idea is to displace people from Rafah into bits of southwestern Gaza, an area called al-Mawasi, for example, which the Israelis have been trying to promote for months as a humanitarian zone where people could be safe. Uh, It's a pretty desolate stretch of coastline in southwestern Gaza. Uh, There aren't many services there. People who have gone there have said it's difficult to find Drinking water—it's difficult to find food, medicine, other essentials. Uh, but the idea would be to have someone, perhaps the Egyptian government, set up tent camps in these part of Gaza and these parts of Gaza, and, and attempt to move people there, which is obviously a, a very, very difficult undertaking.
0: Would the Egyptian government be prepared to do that?
1: The Egyptian government, the the thing that they want to avoid above all is Palestinians fleeing from Gaza into Egypt. They have a number of concerns about that. They think it could make them complicit in permanently displacing Palestinians from Gaza. Uh, They also have security concerns. They worry about the possibility of militants uh, entering Egyptian territory in in Sinai, where Egypt has been fighting a decade-long Uh, insurgency so uh, i think they would be prepared to do anything that might keep uh, palestinians from leaving gaza the question is logistically how you do something Mm -hmm. like that and also who's going to pay for it
0: and greg just to talk about um, these talks that have been taking place towards a truce or a ceasefire that have been taking place in egypt are they over are they suspended Uh, are officials continuing to talk in the background what's happening
1: the Israeli delegation left this morning, uh, there was no breakthrough, but no one was expecting a breakthrough. The Israelis said they were there to listen. They didn't bring a new proposal with them uh, from the Israeli government. The talks will continue without Israel uh, for the next few days involving representatives of Egypt, uh, the United States and Qatar, which is also helping to mediate these talks. The sticking points are the same as they've been uh, since the beginning of this process. One of them is the number of Palestinian prisoners that Israel would be prepared to release uh, in exchange for the release of Israeli hostages in Gaza. Uh, And the other issue is this debate within Hamas about whether they should accept uh, a very time-limited truce, perhaps a six-week ceasefire. Uh, There are people in Hamas who say they need to do that. They need to give the population in Gaza and also give their own fighters a break. Uh, there are other people in Hamas who want to hold out for a deal that might offer a permanent ceasefire, which is something that Israel is just not prepared to offer. Greg
0: Carlstrom Middle East correspondent for The Economist. Thank you.